Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly show. We didn't expect to come back this week, actually. We said we were going to have a break, but what happened? Australia Decides got our first two artists announced. Mm-hmm. Very exciting for us. Well, yeah, kind of. we kind of said that we expected this in November, and then just out of the blue, SBS were like, well, we're going to give you the first two artists tomorrow. And they were Casey Donovan and Vanessa Amorosi. Yes, two fairly sort of well-known names here in Australia. I would say they're household names. I think most Australians know who they are. And it's interesting that um, SBS are giving us this drip feed approach again this year, like mm. they did last year. So not all at once. They're going to give a couple of artists and a couple more, and we're just going to drag out for a little while. But... I think it keeps interest going. Definitely. And I think we've had a bit more of a lead in this year. They only announced that there was going to be a national final fairly late in the process last year. So hopefully mm. as yeah. far as getting the lineup secured and songs out and everything, perhaps we'll be a little more consistent. It does. It feels, yeah, it definitely feels a little bit more like that. All right. Well, let's talk about these two artists. Shall we start with um, Vanessa Amorosi? Yes, let's do that. She will... To, came to pro, uh, prominence here in Australia around the turn of the century. Yeah. <laughs> it makes her sound old, doesn't it? It makes her sound really old, and she's my age, which I think is, <laughs> it just makes me feel decrepit. Well, she's, she's 38. <laughs> she is from Melbourne. Uh, came to you know came to our prominence 1999. That's yep. kind of a sort of young performer back then. Mm, yeah, teenager. Yeah, and then, of course, was uh, fairly big here in Australia around 2000. Oh, well, hello. Um, you're missing the biggest thing ever. Absolutely everybody is her biggest song, and everyone knows it for this, and it's actually quite an international hit. It went top 10 across continental Europe. It went top 10 in the UK, which is a big deal, actually, for an Australian artist at the time, especially in pop. And she ended up becoming, like, you know, um, this kind of sweetheart of Australia and was sang the um, Olympic anthem, um, Heroes Live Forever, of the Sydney 2000 Games and performed at the opening ceremony and also the closing ceremony with absolutely everybody. Yeah, so she was a big deal here and uh, around that time, so definitely. And she look, she had a lot of hits throughout the 2000s, but mm-hmm. you know, she kind of just stepped away from the limelight a bit. She moved to America, had a kid, and then yeah, now she's back. Yeah, she did have a number one single here back in 2010 with the song called This Is Who I Am. Mm-hmm. It was fairly big. Um, but yeah, she sort of has shied away from the limelight or hasn't been in the limelight for the last few years. Yeah, it wasn't like she wasn't successful. It's almost like she just made that choice. Yeah. Um, but she's back and she has a new album out and she did something pretty clever, didn't she? She did. She was uh, saying that the song <laughs> that will be in Australia Decide features on the album. Yeah. So great way to get people to listen to your album. I know, because we're all <laughs> off like going through and listening to all these songs, trying to work out which one is going to be the actual song that's competing um a quick thing her the songwriter alina gibson actually is a swedish songwriter did a lot of melfest competed melfest herself in 2003 um wrote empty room which came second for sana nielsen back in i think 2008 so some swedish songwriting behind these uh these potential tracks yeah well we think we've maybe found a couple of potential ones yes let's start with the first one because this song is three minutes exactly and I think maybe this is the one that people are really tuning into and it's Gimme Your Love. Okay, well look, I can see some elements of this that will work because it is a really contemporary song. I think it's probably the most contemporary radio-friendly song on the album. Mm. Um, It doesn't scream Eurovision to me straight away because 
um, she doesn't really show off her vocal, and her vocal is what she's really known for. Absolutely, I totally agree. I mean, the three-minute one kind of does make it the obvious choice to go to, yep. but I still think it doesn't really showcase what she offers, and that is a really great vocal range. So It's got a catchy little chorus in there, though, yeah, it, a little earworm that stays with you. So it wouldn't be a bad song, for sure. Yep. I'm just wondering if it's a bit of a red herring. Mm, like, maybe I'm seeing too much into this, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about the other track that we think may be the one off the album. This is Lessons of Love. Things you've done, and I'm wishing they could be under. I reckon this is it. This is this is my guess. Um, it's look, it comes in at three minutes ten, but there's an intro for about fourteen seconds, so you can get that down to three minutes easily mm. it shows off her vocal range uh, it has a structure like a eurovision song it has this really big build up at the end and then bam you hit with this vocal where you could even do a key change like this just screams to me vanessa ramorosi showing off a vocal in a very eurovision-esque type of song yep true i'll also say it's also seer-esque almost mm. very very sort of seer vibes on this one you're right, I think this does have the vocal moments later on in the song, which is what you generally look for in competition songs. This is, a, I think, a really, really good track. I don't think it's too hard to edit something down to lose a few oh, seconds. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, and, um, yeah, if, if I was to pick one off the album, I definitely would probably be going for this one. Yeah, no, I, I really like it. I think there's probably a bunch of other songs that are all around 310 to 330. They have this kind of similar sound of mm. this song. So she could probably pick any of them and do well. But you never know. She might go for the Gimme Your Love because... It's a more radio-friendly one, and, and maybe it's not about going to Eurovision. Maybe it's just about showcasing herself, because that's what national finals are for, too. It's not always about the ticket to the big dance. Absolutely. And she's had all of us listening to her album, so, you know... She's already won. Exactly. She's <laughs> achieved that already. So let's talk about the other one that was announced, Casey Donovan. Yep. No stranger to the local market here at all. 31 years old, from Sydney. Mm. Came to prominence here in Australia, where she won the second season of Australian Idol at the age of 16. Yeah. Now, that was 2004, so a fair time ago. Yeah. Uh, she's quite likes a bit of TV appearance. She also <laughs> won the third season of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in Australia. That was in 2017. She's done everything since then on TV, hasn't she? She has. She pretty much, if there's any show, she's been on it. <laughs> yeah, but I like that because she's yeah. so likeable. People want to get her on the show. I mean, she did that show where the real full Monty, it's she true, did that, yeah. Celebrity Name Game. And she even did the... Who do you think you are? Where she traced her indigenous roots. So again, I'm really good to have indigenous um, representation because it's such an important thing in our music industry in Australia. Yeah, probably no big surprise. We think she's in the lineup. She remember she did perform at Australia Decides last year. True. She opened the show with the uh, Guy Sebastian track. So I can't say I fell off my chair when she was announced. Yeah, it was one that I think you know quite a few people picked. A lot of fans really want to see her do it because again, she's so likable. So I think everyone's really happy she's there. Definitely, definitely. Well, I think we don't have any idea of her song, and also in her background of music, she did the pop stuff at the start, but it kind of didn't really work out for her, and she's mainly probably done 
I would say music, musical theatre has been kind of what she's been going for. That's her staple of her career, really, has been musical theatre. Yeah. She's yeah. in the Chicago right now, playing in Brisbane. We're going to go and see her. So that's what she that's what she does. But I still think, from the video that SBS showed, that there, it sounded like it was going to be kind of a heartfelt ballad or maybe an empowering ballad. Did you, did you think that? Definitely. Most definitely. I think she's got the voice for it as well. Very powerful, soulful kind of voice that she has. Yeah. So I think if they can give her a real great ballad here, this could work well for Casey. Well, let's listen to one of her singles she did a couple of years ago after winning I'm Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. It's called The Villain. sound of that you can hear you know the woman can sing we know that she's and i think this is could be the sound that they're kind of going for with her so that's kind of why we did play that one and um you know it could be up it could be anything but what i've really liked about her stuff is that her live performances are really good um last year as you mentioned before straight to side was fantastic she opened the rugby league world cup which i know is a bit of a random thing to bring up in 2017 (laughs) but it was that was the first time I watched her and went, wow, actually, yeah, I could see you do Eurovision. So if she could do upbeat, she could be slow, she could do mid-tempo, like, she'll be able to sing it. I don't think there's an award show in Australia she hasn't performed at. Yeah. She's one of those go-to people that the TV producers generally go and get. Oh, we've got Casey Donovan performing. Yep. Look, I've got to say, if I have a concern, Dale, about mm-hmm. Casey, and I think it's something I've noticed... She hasn't had a real chart single since 2005. Yeah. She she does work hard in the industry, and you're right, it's probably mm. more around the, the musical theatre. But this lack of sort of solid record company behind her and producing tracks mm. worries me a little. Yeah, but, you know, I think... Uh, she's got the voice for it, and I don't think... I think we get so hung up on who the star is and I think it is important that it's a name that people know um, once it got to the Eurovision stage no one cared who Jessica Malboy was no one cared who Dummy Im was no one cared who Guy Sebastian were they just cared about the voice and the song and could the performer do it she's an experienced performer and she's got a good voice the one thing I probably have a concern about is that she's so likeable here that I think we're also blind to it. It may be, it might, if it ends up not being the best song, do we vote for Casey? Because we just love Casey. Mm. I mean, she's won every reality show she's been in, so True. people like to pick up the phone for her. But yeah. hey, we don't have the song yet, so who knows? Exactly. Let's sort of see what uh, sort of song we get from her. Yeah. Overall, though, I think the first two people announced good, strong names are off to a good start for Australian oh, sides. For sure. Australians weren't scratching their heads going, who's that? Yeah. They're the kind of people that will get people to tune in mm-hmm. um, and then discover the other new music that comes with it. So I think they're brilliant names, and I think Blink and SBS, who are running the whole thing, have done a great job getting these two. Well done. Yeah, let's look forward to the rest of the lineup being announced. Okay, what else happened in the Eurovision sphere? Oh, I believe some other stuff other than Australia going on. It was pretty much all about Australia. But look, there's drama. Um, <laughs> we have another potential withdrawal that looks likely to happen. Um, during the week, it was revealed from Montenegro that they were withdrawing from the contest. They had previously previously stated that they were going to go into it. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of like, oh, is this a rumour? No, it was confirmed by the um, TV station source. Um, and then, what, two days later? Apparently we... they're not. <laughs> well, yeah, the Director General of RTCG says, no, we haven't confirmed it yet and it has to go through a process. So are they going through the motions to just withdraw? Probably. Mm-hmm. But, hey, it's not confirmed yet until it's confirmed. 
We don't know. True. Apparently they were going to withdraw because of financial reasons. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they've been solved in two days. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we do get the official withdrawal. Wouldn't be the first time Montenegro sat out. They did yeah. sit out 2010 and 2011 as yeah. well. Came back. So, you know, a lot of the smaller networks, and they are a small country and they are a small network, you know, the, the financial constraints can be fairly heavy participating. Yeah, totally. And sometimes it's good to take a year or so out, come back and, and have another crack. Because, yeah, the last couple of years haven't been their finest no no there's no Kinez from 2015 <laughs> recently but yeah you never know some someone might come and bankroll it you know right. sniff around how many team does that leave us with now well i think it's 40 okay with with moldova haven't confirmed which are probably they're probably likely to and hungary and montenegro are these two drama queens this year who keep saying we're probably not going to do it but we're not going to tell you 100 percent if we are or not okay so just just either, you know, you know, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about other delegations. Yes. Czech Republic. Mm. So a bit of uh, stuff going on there. Their head of delegation has resigned. Uh, apparently the cancellation of their scheduled live national final was the final straw. Oh, yeah. So confirmation they will go back to the online uh, nomination process and national final process. Ugh. And hopefully they say looking to have a live national final in 2021. So are we looking forward to another PowerPoint presentation <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a Prague attic this year? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, let's be honest, they've picked a couple of decent things out of the last process. Oh, they, so. Well, true. That is true. And as far as production costs go, etc. It's going to be a lot cheaper to do that than it would be to have a And I guess you can put it into the the artist itself. So, yeah. So as long as they can sing. That was always my issue, that you don't know. A song could be great, and you've got to see it live. There's no yeah. point having this vote. But, hey, oh well. So, a bit of change happening from Czech Republic. And to be honest, I thought they were really on the right track. They've had oh. their best results ever yep. recently. So, um, yeah, it looks like someone will be taking over the reins there. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed. I want another national final, because the other ones seem to be dropping like flies at the moment. Mm. Um, but, you know, not too much news out elsewhere other than the delegations obviously Kano finished off their tour last week they were about to do that at the end of our last show but they sold out Melbourne that was their best show we had a bit of a chat to them uh, before they left and they loved the time in Australia good to see yeah they, they and it's I think it's really important for other artists uh, who are coming out and well including Kachita is coming out in, in February actually so uh, more Eurovision artists coming out to Australia is the better for us fans because we are rabid. We will watch anyone. <laughs> they did seem like they enjoyed themselves out here. Kind of was so well done. And the other well done goes to OGAE UK who did their song contest of all the other OGAE clubs and they won it. Yes, they did. Yeah. So Lewis Capaldi took it out with Someone You Loved. Great song, mm. I have to say. Can't be too disappointed that that won and it beat Shallow. So. <laughs> yeah, God, it just did not want Shallow to win. Love the song, but like it's not in the spirit of the OGA competition to have that yeah. going. I'm sorry. Australia's Wife, yeah, I think she came in about 12th or 13th. Yeah. Yeah, so it was good. It was a good choice for the club. So nice to see uh, that artist do and do relatively well. Totally agree. So we're in the build-up for Junior Eurovision at this stage. Yes. Um, so, you know, the show will be in two weeks, pretty much to the date right now. Uh, we'll be doing a Junior Eurovision show next week. We'll go through the top few that the Aussie Vision team rank, not just us, so Ooh. other people. So, you know, we have allowed other people to have a say. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get some of our favourites in there that we probably disagree on. Quite possibly. <laughs> we're also running down the countdown via our web page and, and also our socials social channels yes, yes well keep done. an eye out for that I think we're up to number six yes we just did six today which All was right. Serbia Ooh. so you can get us at Aussie Vision Net on Twitter Facebook and YouTube 
And Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, as well. And YouTube, you're YouTube. right. Yeah, 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 cool. Awesome. Well, I don't think there's anything else for today. So we just wanted to come in because if Australia decides of great news, it actually feels like the next season is happening, doesn't it? It certainly does. We're off and running, particularly as our own national final is starting to wind up. Excellent. All right, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, guys. See ya. Yeah.